This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody. We've missed you so much. Ashley is over here just anxious to start talking Bachelorette again. Yes. I'm so excited to finally talk about the top four. We got Dean, Brian, Peter, and Eric. And I think I called these four from the very beginning. Did you? Well, you're a big fan, Ashley, and you've been around for a while, (laughs) so I'm not surprised. All right. Before we get started, Ashley, I want to ask you if you had to rank these four guys in order with compatibility for Rachel right now, who would it be? I love the fact that you said with compatibility for Rachel, not, not for yourself. yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to rank Brian number one. Okay. Uh, I want to go with Eric number two. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because they have shocker. so much fun together. And also because Peter at number three. He's like starting to doubt things. He doesn't know if he's ready. He has this guilt over his ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. So then Dean number four you know, because he's a babe. If you uh, if you would have asked if if I would have guessed what you would order you to been in, I knew Dean would be number four because in your mind you're going to continue to tell yourself you have a chance. <laughs> and four is a great place for a chance. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> Ashley, you have been uh, very interested in Peter and Dean since the very beginning, and I think that is. Uh, for very similar reasons that Rachel is interested in these guys. But we learn a lot about them this week. This is Hometowns Week. This is a big week for them. Um, we get to see a little bit more intimate side than we've seen before. We get to meet their families, uh, who they are around their families, yeah. what their families like. I know for me, during The Bachelor, that was a huge week. One that was incredibly telling, I think, uh, when it came to my commitment long term. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions for you about hometowns. Well, then ask them. Okay, so did anyone, was there anyone who you really liked and then after meeting your, uh, after meeting their family, you're like, oh, maybe I got to rethink this one? Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I do. I, at that point, I really liked the four women I had. Who were they? The four women I had were Lauren, mm-hmm. obviously, JoJo, mm-hmm. uh, Amanda Stanton, mm-hmm. and Kayla. Now you met Amanda's girls. I did. Was that a lot of pressure? Um, yeah, I was. I was very nervous about it. It is a lot of pressure. I uh, thought a lot, long and hard about if I should even go to hometowns. But then I was like, Wait, what? Well, because I, I knew at that point my feelings for Amanda maybe weren't as strong as my feelings for some her other girls. hometown. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, her hometown specifically. Okay. Um, because my feelings weren't quite there yet. But then I wanted to explore it more because. Amanda and I kind of had a late start start to our relationship. It was okay. week, you know, five or six before we really had our first one on one. So I said, well, maybe there is something to Amanda and I that I just don't know yet, and I don't want to give up on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that was a great uh, hometown, honestly. For as difficult as it was emotionally to to and as, as as much pressure as it felt like, I really enjoyed meeting her daughters. I really enjoyed seeing the mom she was. Her daughters love her so much. Yeah. I got to see that up close, yeah, personal. So then I went to Kayla's hometown, mm-hmm. which is an amazing family. Um, and I went to Jojo's hometown and I think Jojo's hometown was maybe the most, uh, telling to me, not because of anything awful, but her brothers really didn't at the time seem to like me. So you're saying that even the parts that we didn't get to see on TV, it still, it still wasn't a positive. It wasn't a positive experience with the brothers. I know. I don't think it was. I couldn't say it was a positive experience because I think they were very, um, protective of Jojo. Mm -hmm. And as a result, because of their protection of JoJo, I felt like I was never going to be invited in. I was never accepted. I, the, they knew the experience th- that we were partaking in. They knew what the show was about. Yeah, right? but then they made they like shamed you for it. Yeah, and I and I have a response. <laughs> and so I couldn't be a part 
I couldn't see myself being a part of a family uh, at that time that hadn't even welcomed me into their home from the beginning. Right. Um, it was a hard, it was really, it was really difficult. But then I went to Lauren's hometown and met her family who obviously I, you know, got to Lauren's know family is the greatest. The greatest. So hometowns were very telling to me. Uh, it's, it's a huge week. It is, in my opinion, the first week that you really fully get to see um, who these uh, people are outside of the show. So when you went to JoJo's, did you think about that experience throughout the next week when you had to decide who to pick? Or were you just like, I know I'm picking Lauren and it's not even an issue? Well, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't, you know, consider the, my experience at JoJo's hometown. You know, her her family really wasn't terrible to me. Her parents were awesome. Oh, they it, were. Her, her parents were amazing. Okay. Um, and and her her sister was amazing. It was the brothers that just didn't accept me, and which is fine. You know, they're protective of their sister. I get that. I, I don't have a sister, so I don't yeah. know how I'd react. Um, but it did make for a very contentious environment for me. And 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 as a result, I couldn't look back on that hometown and say, "Hey, this is the family I could see myself being a part was of." Was this when the mom was swigging the wine out of the yeah. bottle? Oh God, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, so much. that was a great. Yeah, I mean, it was a very <laughs> stressful evening for us all. But the point of all this is is that hometowns are very impactful in the relationship moving forward. And you have, what when you watch the show, um, I, I don't know how many weeks there are, but I know there is at least three weeks left in filming. And so you get a lot of time with the final four or three women after hometowns. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of time to build a relationship. And so you have a lot of time after hometowns? Yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. you have a couple weeks there to just really spend time with the three women. So were we worried about Dean because he's so worried about his his family not being the perfect family like the other guys may have? I mean, I, you know, here's here's my perspective on that. And actually, before I give mine, I want to ask you yours. If if you were the bachelorette, mm -hmm. okay, and you were walking to hometowns, and there was a family that wasn't perfect, yeah, okay, not, not that they were mean to you, not that they were angry with you, but they just weren't perfect. They had um, their own story that maybe include brokenness, like Dean's, yeah. um, and tragedy. How would you react? Would you be supportive of him? Of course I'd be supportive so of him. Um, I think that it would take me a while to get used to because I grew up in such a close-knit, happy, healthy family dynamic that I can't really imagine anything else. But I would, of course, be sensitive to it. And who, know, you know, who knows what kind of family my husband's going to be at. I'm sure it won't be as, quote, perfect as the family I grew up with. Uh, yeah, I mean, you. and the thing is, when you fall in love... You're falling in love with the person's um, best qualities, worst qualities, and their you're there to support them through any tragedies or issues they have in their family. And so in my eyes, like if you're falling in love with somebody, that just comes along with it. We totally. all have our we all have our stuff. Yeah. And you just gotta you gotta embrace that stuff and um and if somebody was coming to me during my the, during my season and said, Hey, my family's not perfect. We've had we've had our own issues. Um, and there's every other family here is perfect. You know, they, they have their, all their stuff going on. I would hopefully, if I really cared about them, just say, okay, that's fine. I mean, right. thank you. And let's wrap this up and let's live this together. But you're so, you're so right that, you know, your family background does make up the person that you are today. Mm -hmm. And she obviously is so into Dean and he's such a sweetheart. And I'm sure that a lot of that, those mush ball qualities that come along with him have to do with the way that he grew up well i mean yeah i mean you we've seen it since early on dean has a maturity to him that is way beyond oh, his years because absolutely. of the story that he has from his life you know he has tragedy he has uh you know maybe not the best family dynamic at this point and because of that he 
is a better man today, could we say? Right. I would never think that was a 25-year-old I've been watching. I, I think moving forward, Dean's story uh, will impact Rachel more than maybe anybody else's. Could you agree with that? As in, like, watching her experience in his hometown mm-hmm. yeah. will be more influential? Mm-hmm. I would say possibly, yeah. But I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> Wait. Do I think it's going to affect her opinion on him? No. I, no, that's not. I don't mean opinion. I mean, do you think living in that experience, uh, uh, like his hometown? I think it'll just demonstrate the strength that he has and the maturity that he has for his age. I, I agree with you completely. I think it'll probably add to her admiration of him. I agree. It will. And honestly, that now that's a storyline I am excited to watch during the season of The Bachelorette. But you know what else? What? Is really exciting to have during The Bachelorette? What? A shout out to another great sponsor of the Almost Famous <laughs> podcast. So, you know what is perfect what the perfect meal is as you watch The Bachelorette? It's pizza and wine. And that's why we're thrilled to announce our new sponsor, Wink, W I N C. As a new sponsor on this podcast, again, it's W I N C. Uh I have used Wink before. We were even sponsored by them. So, I love this company, and you know why? Because they can tell me what kind of wine I like. Whenever I'm in the grocery store aisle, I have no idea what I'm looking for or what I like because I usually just go off of my parents' taste in wine. (laughs) So I always just get what what they like. So I go on Wink, W-I-N-C, and they have a quiz that is developed to help tell me what kind of wine I actually like. Mm-hmm. Helps you make decisions, right? And and you, when you commit to a wine club, it's a big deal. Okay, it's a huge deal to commit to a wine club, and that's why it's beautiful. Because at Wink, you can skip any month, you can cancel any time, and you have a hundred percent. That's a that's not ninety nine point nine nine. That's a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. So you never have to pay for a bottle you don't like because you're gonna like it because you took the quiz. I, I would agree. Wink is offering to all the listeners out there of this podcast. off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash almost famous. Again, that's trywink, W-I-N-C.com slash almost famous. They'll even cover the cost of shipping. One conversation before before we close out our recap that I want to talk to you about is this issue that's getting brought up now uh, of age. Okay, Rachel is um, about 30, right? She's 30, 31. 31. Um, And we have this guy, Peter. Who is the closest to her age in the with the final four guys left? Yeah, he's thirty one too. Um, but Peter right now is seem to have the the hardest time breaking down his walls, which happens every season. Yeah. So why is it that it takes so long, or it's so hard for guys or girls, I guess, during the the, the bachelor or bachelor to to break down their walls so they can be fully themselves? Or what does that even mean? Well. I actually had a conversation about a week ago about this very topic, and I was told that guys don't really feel comfortable with their self emotionally until they're encroaching 40. This is only the opinion of one man. What do you think about that? Uh, well, now I'm questioning myself. <laughs> I think you're pretty in touch with your emotions. Uh, I mean, yeah, I cry a lot. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I don't know if that can be true. I, I don't think that's true. I think we have phases and seasons in life that we can, are constantly changing and progressing and trying to become better or, or you know, whatever. Uh, but I don't know if 40 is the cutoff. I, that seems to me like it just sounds like an excuse from somebody that's below 40 to yeah. say, yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not really finding myself yet, but that's okay because I really only have to find myself at 40. 
Okay, yeah, they're saying that I have a couple more years in order to be emotionally mature. And what was the into what was that word that ta- that Taylor would always use? She was emotionally intelligent. So, do you think that guys are more or less emotionally intelligent and if that has anything to do with the age that you should be dating? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's a one-off basis. So, we have people in history men and women who have had large impacts in in who in our society way below 40. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's an age cut off. I think it's who you're trying to be, when you're trying to be them and and who you are as a person. And mm-hmm. I think everybody's different in that. For Peter, Peter seems to be stuck up on this thing where he's emotionally unable to move to break himself down to the point of saying, "Rachel, I'm confident confident enough at this moment to tell you who I am." He seems to have something he's hiding. Well, it's apparently this ex-girlfriend who he continues to feel guilt about we we don't really know much more beyond that but i think that probably in this situation it's probably peter saying like i may not be as into you and i may be a little bit afraid to vocalize that it's interesting because you have guys like dean i mean dean's what 25 years old 26 years old Mm -hmm. and he seems to be incredibly ready to, to pursue a relationship with Rachel. It's true. Um, but then you have the all the, the the opposite with a guy named Brian. Brian's what, 37? Seven. So he's close to your 40-year-old cutoff. Yeah. So that brings up the question, is it okay for Rachel to date a younger man? And, and, and again, is it okay for Dean, being a younger man, to date an older woman? I think we're generalizing a whole bunch of stuff that probably cannot be generalized because it's probably an, on an individual basis. People are either emotionally mature and ready for a relationship or when they're young or they're old and they're not ready. It doesn't really matter. We were just talking about this beforehand. We both feel like we were kind of like born ready for a relationship. Maybe maybe that's not the actual case, but you and I have always craved that. But maybe some people aren't in touch with themselves enough to crave that. People say it's a double standard that they're judging Dean for being young because Rachel's the older woman. Right. As opposed to... Brian, who's the exact same number of years older as Dean is younger. Right. But people are very comfortable with older man, younger woman. Girls are always taught that guys are less mature than them. So that's why we are expected to date up. That's interesting. That's, uh, let's let's see what Emily thinks in Colorado. Emily in Colorado, would you date a younger guy? You know, I honestly wouldn't. I have oh. before and... Um, it just did not end well. I'm always looking for someone who kind of has their life together and who has goals and is working towards them. And sometimes I just feel like younger guys aren't into that. What was the age difference? Um, it was two years. Two years? I would think that you wouldn't t- detect anything with two years. I would you say... Know, yeah, continue. You know, it was kind of hard because I was about to... I mean, granted, I was going to college. So it was it was that kind of age difference where he was going to still be in high school, and that's the only experience I have with younger guys. But he was he didn't want me to go to college. He wanted me to stick around in my hometown, and I was like, N- not about that. It all depends on where you are in life. I think that's a big monumental life change, like high school to college. And then for me, if I were to date down now and some guy in his mid-20s, he may not be ready to settle down now, but me as a girl in my upper 20s, I'm like, I'm not going to date anyone unless they have marriage potential in them. Exactly. Yes, I feel exactly the same way. Well, thank you for for calling in here. We have Holly in Oakland. Holly, what do you think about this situation? Do can you date a younger man? Do men mature more slowly than women? From your perspective, what's that? What's it like? Well, 
I'm 22. So at age 22, I would not date someone younger than me. Because then you'd be robbing the cradle. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that geez. would be, it'd just be too weird. And it's hard enough to date a guy my own age because I feel like a 22-year-old guy is like, I don't know, a 17-year-old girl mentally. How did yeah. you feel Wait, at 22, well, Ben? I, I mean, I, I don't know. But that's an interesting perspective that she just brought up. Can you repeat what you just said? Um, a 22-year-old guy is maturity-wise like a 17-year-old girl. That's what we're taught. We are taught that they're normally four years behind us maturity-wise. Where are we basing these facts on? <laughs> You've we're, never heard this stuff? guys are just getting crushed right now. Just absolutely <laughs> annihilated. I have no response. I know. I'm so confused. I thought this was a, just a common thing that mothers always taught their daughters. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean... So it moves us in kind of away from even the idea, can a, an older woman date a young guy to, are guys mature enough to to handle an older woman? It's a well, special I think guy. it levels out eventually. Yeah, eventually, eventually. they all catch up. So that's why at my age now, I wouldn't date younger, but. You know, give me a few years, and I probably would. Exactly. If you're in your 30s and you're, you're say you're a 37 year old woman and you're married to a 34 year old, there's no difference there, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, thank mm. you for calling in. You're, it's such an interesting uh, topic to talk about, and I'm not done talking about it yet, and neither is Ashley. So we have Megan in New York. Megan, would you date a younger man? <laughs> no. Why not? <laughs> Why not? We need somebody to say yes. Oh, it's just because I don't want to feel like an old woman, like a cougar. I agree with you. You do know what? When I used to be obsessed with the Jonas Brothers, Joe and I are only a year and a half apart. And even Uh having a crush on a guy a year and a half younger than me that I took very seriously, you know, this crush, um, I felt like, oh, could he really be a man with me? Oh, my God. uh, Let's not talk about what that means. Never mind. Uh, I don't know. You do. You feel feel like, are they going to protect me if a guy comes into the house with a gun? This is what I would think of but then Whoa. all right this if is what i used my fa- to like, think of this well this is what i used to think of actually we got a lot to talk about off <laughs> offline here um, ben's a year younger than me but i would trust him if a burglar came oh, in the house thanks ashley right hey. yeah that's what i was thinking i was like you are weren't you older than him by barely yeah he's a year exactly older younger than me. well i just want to make a Ooh. comment before uh we move forward here harry styles is only 23 so <laughs> ashley and in that case there's always exceptions i would go 23 uh, and that's only yeah. six years that's rachel that's rachel and dean that's a- and yeah, dean maybe is like six months but six months oh, okay hey megan thank you for calling in of course thank you all right i could talk about this forever i think we have somebody that's going right. to give a perspective that we haven't heard yet and i want to hear brooklyn and kansas city would you Hi. date a younger man yes yeah. Okay, Brooklyn. Well, give her a second. Well, come on. Have you? Have you dated a younger man? Well, it just depends on their maturity. So, how old are you? I'm 14. Oh, jeez. Well, <laughs> I just but knew I, I had to ask this question. To all of Ashley's podcast. Oh. Thank you. Okay, well, you know what? Let's listen here. Why would you, at 14 years old, believe you could date a younger man? Well, it wouldn't be like more than a couple years i mean like if like a year there's not a lot of guys younger than you so you know it wouldn't be more than a couple years (laughs) yeah you can't date a 12 year old (laughs) yeah um no so honestly though uh, okay put yourself in your 20 
five-year-old shoes. Yeah. At, at that point, would you see yourself dating a younger a younger man? Or, or what's your perspective, I guess, is a better question, of Rachel and Dean's relationship on The Bachelorette? That's a great question. I think that they're really good for each other. I support it. I don't think that it's, like, the age. I think it's, like, the maturity level. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously you're not going to be 30 and then date a 21-year-old if they're childish. Are you sure you're 14? Yeah, you yeah, sound wow. really mature. It's because you've been listening to all my podcasts. <laughs> you know what? That, that is a big part of it. I learned a lot of stuff from you. I was going to say, have uh, you braced well, yourself for the awful 20s in dating? Oh, Ashley, what? Ben, we're both struggling. <laughs> no, well, thank you so much. Real quick. The 20s aren't that bad. Like, you're, you're going to have a great 20s. I can predict it now. I've loved my 20s. So much fun. Just never had a boyfriend. <laughs> Brooklyn, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you. All right. Before we move forward here, we got to talk about one of our sponsors today. Ashley, I know uh, that you're a huge fan and you've been a part of this program for a while. It's our sponsor, uh, Fab Fit Fun. Um, they've been very supportive of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the listeners about it? Yeah, so it's a sub- it, yes. So FabFitFun is a subscription box. You get it seasonally. They just came out with their summer box, and it has two hundred dollars worth of products, which is can range from beauty products, health products, houseware items. All this good stuff gets delivered to your door four times a year. And it's, yeah, it's $200 worth of merchandise, but you're only getting it for $49.99. And with our code, which is almost famous, you can get your box for $39.99. And it's just, it's the best. It's such a good bargain. And I always discover new products through this box that I would have never discovered had it not been for the box. Like last season, there was an exfoliant and now I'm addicted to this stuff. And now in this new summer box, I'm in love with this sunscreen that they gave me in it and I'm going to use it for foreseeably the rest of my life. So use almost famous, use our code almost famous and you'll get the $10 off your FabFitFun box, making it $39 and 99 cents for a box full of amazing goodies. We have some listener emails. Some topics that have been brought up throughout this podcast that, that have been kind of our main topics. One of them um, is, can you be friends with your ex? That, that topic has gotten a ton of traction over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of emails talking about it. You know, I think you said it'd be hard to be friends with your ex. I would say, yes, it'd be hard to be friends with your ex. A lot of our listeners say, yeah, it's difficult, Mm -hmm. but it's healthy Mm -hmm. if you can get to the point of at least calling that person a friend. Yeah. Um, So I want to ask you, because this has kind of been some of the emails we get. In in the Bachelor world, right, everybody's so connected. What makes the Bachelor world different than the real world when it comes to friendships outside of the show? So, yeah, I'm glad that you brought this up because I do want to clarify. I feel like you're kind of forced into being friends with your ex after the show, whether you're ready for it or not. (laughs) And I feel like people are very curious as to why Jared and I are such close friends. It's because we had so many things we had to do together for a while that you can't not be. If you get along and you obviously got along because you dated that when you're around the person, you're like, wait. Even if this isn't romantic, I love being in your presence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, The Bachelor, it's it's weird because you're even if you've broken up, 
you definitely can't avoid each other. No. So I, I guess in that, with that being said, this email that asked the question, can you, you know, can you really be friends with your exes and what makes it different in the bachelor world? We would say the bachelor world is different, but it also is, is an example of friendships can exist with your exes or people you dated. It just takes time and it has to be done responsibly. So moving on to the next email, this one, you know, it's kind of fun to talk about. It's behind the scenes question, right? Mm-hmm. The, the email is from Samantha C. It says, I love listening to your podcast every Tuesday during my lunch hour or when I'm getting ready in the morning. Anyways, I had a question. As the bachelor or bachelorette, do you know who is having drama in the house? For example, she asked me, Ben, you took one of the twins and Olivia on a date and it was super dramatic because of the beef between them. Who decides who goes on the two-on-one dates and group dates? Question is, who knows the drama in the house? The bachelor or bachelorette really doesn't. And that's the crazy part of the show. You're kind of blocked off from anything happening behind closed doors that mm-hmm. you're not on a date with or a part of or a group date. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally didn't love it when one of the other contestants would ask or, or tell me, hey, you know, these two people are fighting in the house. It makes it really difficult for me. And, you know, this person's just. Wait, did you say you would like it? I didn't oh, like it. you didn't it. like it. Well, because you never know where that intention is coming from. Yeah. Um, so you don't know. You're, you're doing your best. Uh, but I think as a viewer, it's really uh, interesting now to watch it because you see these these women or these men that are just causing trouble, issues. And when we're at home, like, why don't you send her home? Send him home now. Like, why are they still here? Yeah. We, you know, six. And from the Bachelor or Bachelorette's perspective, we have no idea sometimes until we watch the show back. Yeah, that's so crazy for me. The reason that I would or that I did tell Chris what was going on with Kelsey is because back at home all the girls left there's like six of us we were all like oh my god this guy is he can't see this like he's got to get the wool pulled he's getting his wool pulled over his eyes or whatever so at some point you want to make sure they're not being tricked but i feel like chris kind of knew what was up did you kind of get a get an inkling just based on like watching the girls vibe together yeah i mean that's the, the so that answers the the second question here is who decides who goes on the two on dates i started to get an inkling that these two like these two girls were not getting along in the house just yeah. based on some of the conversations I had, their emotions around each other. And so ultimately you decide, hey, if this is how it is, let's get them both sat down in the same room or the same environment. And then I can decide for myself, what is that relationship like between them? And you can decide for yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you try to do the best you can with what you have because you don't have a lot of info. Mm -hmm. You don't have, it's, you're kind of always in the dark. And so a two on one date is a really good way to say, hey, Let's see what this relationship looks like between them. And then who has handled this maybe more maturely or responsibly. Or, for example, maybe both of these women uh, aren't for me or both these men aren't for the bachelorette. And then they both go home, you know, like your case. So final email. This is a great question, one that I'm super interested in. This is a question for you, Ashley. Yeah. Okay. So Caitlin R. says this. If Dean and Peter were announced as the next bachelor, would you go back on the show? And I have to add this in because that's how she closes the email. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to give ourselves some credit. She goes, I'm loving this podcast, all caps. I've never podcasted before, and now I'm hooked. So that's Kate, awesome. I've you. never podcasted before either. I just listened to my own, which is weird. Um, <laughs> um, this is a great question because obviously I've been pretty outspoken about thinking that those two are pretty great. But the reason... There are two reasons I wouldn't go back. One, I think it's a bad look for me personally. It's like, at this point, come on, girl. You, we're done we're done we're over you secondly ben don't you think it doesn't look the best to have a girl come on the second or third or fourth season like did you ha- you tell me honestly what you thought 
when Becca showed up in that limo. Didn't you feel like, oh, this girl maybe just wants to just do it again? Uh, I don't. I mean, Becca and Amber both yeah. came back on again. I think I was excited for the possibility of. I I had seen Becca on TV. I'd seen Amber on TV. They they were both uh, two women that seemed like they had great character. If you can't close the door to that, right? If they had watched me on TV and they had access to get back on the show and they were interested, that actually was a huge compliment to me. I, I was very thankful for the idea that they were going to risk their um, the image. public per, their image, yeah. their, the public perception to try to pursue a relationship with me. That meant a ton. Okay, okay. That's a totally different way of looking at it, and I would have never thought you would have um, explained it to me that way. What if you do that winter games thing and y'all go skiing and then drink hot chocolate and fall in love? Oh, yeah. I, I forgot that that's even a possibility that one of the two of them could be on the winter games. You're really pushing for that, aren't you? That I'm not. I actually like of... think I should stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because, like, I don't want to pretend like this is something that is likely and it's probably not. Well, actually, power I positive hope... thinking is a real thing. I, I do believe in power positive thinking. So, you know, with all this, we love your emails. We love your comments. Please uh, tweet at us at hashtag almost famous podcast. But, you know, as, as we're reading today, we also have an email address now, Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. Again, that's Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. We have one final email here. Uh, it's from Monica. Monica asked a question, and, and this is our fault. We kind of skipped over this. We mentioned it in, in I think, week or podcast two. Um, it's a question for that we said we're going to have Olivia on uh, our next episode to talk about a situation in paradise uh, called with a guy named Derek Pet. Derek was on JoJo's season of The Bachelorette. Ashley, you have the inside scoop into this. I've heard a little bit about it. Why didn't Olivia come on our podcast? Well, they they dated, and I think she's been pretty open with that. But she just feels like it's a private thing between the two of them, and she no longer feels comfortable discussing it, especially since you know Derek was announced as part of the original cast on Paradise. And if she does feel like talking about it at some point or another, I'm sure she will end up talking about it on her own podcast. Um, and maybe she'll even have Derek on. Who knows? Maybe during the Paradise season, she'll have Derek on. Maybe we can have the two of them on and they can confront each other right here. I, I would love that. <laughs> um, so you're saying they dated up until Paradise? No, not up until Paradise. Okay. So where's the where's the juiciness? I'm not going to give you any juiciness. Oh, we got to have him, have him on. We got to have Derek and Olivia 100%. in this studio, in the studio discussing this, figuring this out. Let's see how he comes across on Paradise. The better he looks, the more I would want to take him down personally. <laughs> if he looks like a good when, guy, and I know he's not. Oh, my gosh. I don't know he's not. Actually, now we're you getting guys, juicy, and you're I just going to have to know, close it off here. I don't know if he is or is he not, but <laughs> if I was the girl who was um, treated poorly, I would get back at him. I have a question, Ben. How unattractive is it that I like love to play the Taylor Swift role? That I love to call out bad guys um, publicly. <laughs> uh, it just means I got to stay on your good side. No, I mean you're <laughs> never going to cross that side. It's not in your DNA. Uh, I, I know, but, but is it very unattractive for a girl to like air her dirty laundry? I don't know if it's attractive or not attractive. I think there's a level of respect, and I don't think you've crossed that line with anybody. If if somebody mistreats somebody, not that they should be called out. Publicly, publicly, publicly every yeah. time. You might want to confront that person individually. If you have right. an issue with any uh, of these guys in, in your life or any of these women in your life, my opinion is, you know, confront them one on one. 
if there's no positive response or yeah, if there's, if there's not a positive response, then th- what? Then either you you allow it to just kind of move forward and you've done your duty by saying, hey, I've been hurt or hey, I'm affected or hey, I don't think that decision was right. Or because you have the platform, you call them out on this podcast. But do you think that there's a teaching lesson to be had here? Like, it's like, you screwed me over. I am going to say, now I'm going to call you out. And now, no? No. no it gonna, won't work. It won't work? And no. I think it just I think it no, just I adds know. more pain. So I think there is a, there is a, a responsibility there where you say, I should always confront my issues with the person one-on-one and publicly is very, very rarely the right decision. Yeah. And especially when it comes to your personal life, because there are a lot of things that people do in our lives that hurt us. And if we just call people out all the time, it spreads a lot of negativity. But Ashley, you know what's not negative? What? Oh my gosh. Can we just tell you all out there (laughs) that there is one necessary accessory for this summer? And Ashley, I know you're all about it. We all need to have it. It's the Forever 21 credit card. They have even more ways to earn rewards and pay for this summer's hottest styles in stores and online. I know I'm about style. Ashley, are you? Have you ever shopped at the men's uh, Forever 21 men's? Oh, I mean, they got the, the absolute best cologne. They're, oh, really? I'm wearing it right now. I did not know that. And if you're in Southern California, Forever 21 cardholders can enter for a chance to see BB Rexa at the iHeart Theaters in Los Angeles. And if you're not a card holder, stop by any Forever 21 store and apply for the Forever 21 card today. All information is at kisskissfm.com and the keyword is Forever 21. So make Forever 21 your one-stop shop. I know it totally is for me. Whenever I can't find something, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go to Forever because they, you know, they have everything. All things summer will be there and you'll be hashtag forever rewarded. I want to be forever rewarded. <laughs> so, with that being said, before we wrap up this week's episode, let's take a quick peek. At re- uh, sorry. So, with that being said, before we wrap up this week's episode, let's take a quick sneak relationship. Quick sneaking. Uh, oh, qu- oh, let's sneak in. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Okay. So, with that being said, before we wrap this week's episode, let's sneak in a quick relationship advice call. All right, Crystalline. Hey, you're Hi in guys. Texas. How can we help you? Uh, okay, so I just need a little bit of advice. Okay. So I was talking to this dude for like a good six, seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was great. Um, and we went on like a little trip together with all of my friends. Okay. Um, and um, it was like a great trip. Like it made me even closer to him. Like I thought it was really going somewhere. Like I could really see myself with this guy long term. Are you ghosted um, in this story? Uh, kind of. Okay, in continue. Way, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so um, after that weekend, he kind of gets a little distant. I'm like, what's going on? Like, we had such a good weekend. And he was like, yeah, man. I, you know, I love the weekend. I love spending so much time with you. It was great. And, like, that next week, he just kept pulling away. And I was like, are you sure you're okay? And like, you know what? I just feel like we got too close. Like, I feel like we're married now. I'm 21. I don't want to feel like I'm married. And I was like, okay, like, I, okay, I kind of get that. I don't feel the same way but i understand like we're young we should do our own thing fine like okay fine um and so we agree to like still kind of continue talking but just not as serious mm-hmm. um, but he just continues to pull away and pull away and pull away and sometimes he won't even text me back he'll leave me on red so i look on his social media and i find out that he's back with his ex-girlfriend oh well there you go there's your answer um how old and are you i'm 21 okay so you're both 21 well yeah. I just, you know, that's what happened. That sucks. And I'm sad for you. 
But you guys uh, weren't you weren't exclusive. You're just dating. Well, we were to an extent before he said like, okay, I thought we were married. We got to stop. I mean, it's just like, why? Like, what is the purpose of like pulling away and not just telling me up front right away? Like, I totally would have understood if you just told me. This is something guys do, and I think they think they're being nice. I think they're they think they're being nice by coming up with another excuse. But you'd just be better off if you just knew the honest truth, right? Exactly. Like, I can handle it. Just tell me straight up. I totally can understand. But And then that's not even the worst part. The worst part oh. is that I, he's with her still, but he still tries to have lunch with me and wants to come out and, like, come over and go out and do this and that. And I'm like, what about your girlfriend? Like, aren't you with her still? Why are you still worried and trying to date and go out and do things if you're with your girlfriend? Crystal, you and need so, to protect yourself here. I'm going to say this, and it's no longer appropriate, or it doesn't sound like this guy is going to treat you fairly. And so having lunch with him and continuing to have access or allowing him to have access into your life is no longer fair to yourself. My advice, or to her. And, and my advice coming mm, from a man true. is, you know, I don't know what his intention was by not telling you. I know sometimes I fail at that, is not being as clear in my communication with, with women maybe I've dated in the past and saying, hey, this is now over. I can no longer do this. I don't. I think as I hear your story, there was a level of intimacy from having this trip with him that maybe he felt like it would damage you too much if he was too honest and said, hey, based on this trip or based on you know the intimacy that we experienced together, now I'm just going to, I'm moving forward. And, and maybe he just didn't want to own up to that himself. Um, and, and, but now it's time for, for, for you to move on, for him to move on. He seems to be moving on just fine. You're right. We just all need guys like Ben. I know, Ben. But you have you have you done that? Like, do you sugarcoat breakups and like use a different excuse that's not the real real reason? Um, you know, I used to, and and I think it's a there's a lot to that. It's a level of confidence if you can communicate clearly what you're breaking up with the person for, um, how intimate the relationship was. You know, there that always it has to be thought through. Um, but yeah, I have. I've made that mistake. I've sugarcoated things. I haven't communicated as clear as I'd wanted to. But you learn that lesson because you see the pain it causes. You listen to people like Crystal in here yeah. and you hear, hey, this guy might have had great intentions by sugarcoating it, but it hurt her more. And so hopefully if this guy's listening and if you are whoever you are in Texas, Crystal's hurt. So own up to it and just tell her, hey, I've moved forward with my ex-girlfriend. I'm back with her. This no longer is appropriate. Exactly. Crystalyn, thank you so much for the call. That is a great topic. And again, it's a topic we could talk about for hours and hours and hours on end. But because we don't have that time and because the Almost Famous podcast for this week has come to a close. What the heck? Why? I don't want to leave. I get talked about forever because I just want to get into the male brain. Well, luckily, Ashley, for yeah. both of us, we have many more weeks of this podcast remaining. <laughs> so I always leave wanting more. And my mom told me to always leave people wanting more. And that's what you do to me, Ben. Oh, Ashley, come on. <laughs> so before we go, I want to give you a quick shot or a quick shout out to our sponsors. A big thank you to Wink, W-I-N-C, the world's first and only personalized wine club. Go to Wink, W-I-N-C.com slash almost famous for $20 off your first order. Also, FabFitFun. That's FabFit. Fun.com. Use promo code almost famous for $10 off your Fab Fit Fun box this summer. And finally, thank you to Forever 21. Get a Forever 21 credit card today at any Forever 21 store. Hey, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. I've been Ashley. I've been Ben. <laughs>
Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.